Welcome to the Future Me podcast, a place for upskilling ambitious women. I am your host, Alicia Jade, and I'm thrilled to bring you today's episode. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome everyone to the Future Me podcast. Um, my name is Alicia Jade, and we are here to upskill ambitious women in all things human skills. Now, I am extremely excited to be able to share with you our special guest today, who's going to share a lot around her story, a lot about what she does, how she's come about to be who she is through all things self awareness. So, that is our topic for today, and I'm really excited to dive into this topic with. Ariana. So Ariana, I'll give a bit of a background about her um, and then I would love for her to go into a bit more detail um, about who she is. But um, Ariana is a woman who's deeply passionate about people. Um, She's a lover of coffee and yoga, believe it or not. They can can coexist, which is good. Ariana is uh, creatively committed to supporting the health, um, improving emotional and energetic health. She also provides coaching, mentorship for those who want clarity, connection, soul, and intention in every single part of their life um, through her mentorship programs and also special offerings. So, Ariana, welcome. Thank you. We Thank are so excited to have you on today. And again, thank you so much for your time. Um, I just wanted to start by saying I did a little bit of a social Instagram stalk of you this morning. (laughs) Uh Um, No, and I just wanted to say I love your quotes that you do on your Instagram. So the ones that you've put personally. And I I guess I wanted to start by asking, where does the inspo come for you to do those quotes? Oh, well, firstly, thank you so much. Um, I meditate every single morning um, and whether that's a three minute meditation or a 45, it just depends on what I've got on that day. And quite often I will come out of those meditations with some sort of feeling or some sort of a theme. And generally it has something to do with what's happening for me that day, right? And that's where those quotes come from. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Because I know for me, I find it hard to like create quotes and I'm like, oh my goodness, what, <laughs> what quote should I make today? Um, but I, I really love that because then that from it, it sounds like it really comes from the soul and really comes from the energy that you're feeling at that time. Yeah. And so what I do is I just write them in my notes app and then, you know, create quotes out of those when I, when I have time. And so, yeah, those Love it. words go into the, the notes app. And sometimes, like, there's a lot of quotes that I actually have that I haven't even published because at the time of wanting to write them into, you know, a little quotable Instagram prettiness, um, by the time I'm actually ready to write them down, I don't actually feel that anymore. Mm. So, yeah, it kind of morphs and changes. So interesting that you really enjoy them because I enjoy making them that, you know, it's really therapeutic for me. Oh, that's so good. And look, sometimes those messages come at the right time to different people. So, you know, sometimes I'll be scrolling through and, you know, there was one that I had, I'd seen of yours and I'm like, oh, that hit, that hits home right now at the right time. Um, so yeah. So look, thank you for obviously sharing that energy and those messages to your people. Um, and so that our audience knows, I'd, I'd love for you to share a bit about you, who you are, your background and how you became an expert in self-awareness. Oh gosh. You know, when, when we say expert in self-awareness, I, I want to make it really clear that this is an ongoing journey. And so expert for me, even though, you know, 
I like to claim that. I think that there's a lot still to do <laughs> when it comes to self-awareness and the fact that we're continuously morphing and changing and things are, you know, evolving. So um, I became really interested in this subject uh, primarily through my yoga teaching. So, you know, a few years back, close to two decades now, I started teaching or learning how to teach yoga. And I, through that practice, started to learn a little bit more about how everything that we experience in this lifetime is masked and um, jaded by how we view ourselves. So it's really not as much about what other people think about us and what sort of relationships we have uh, as opposed to how we view ourselves. And in order to view ourselves almost objectively, we need to have a certain level of self-awareness. So I became really interested in all this kind of self-awareness, you know, uh, I suppose subject when I was doing my yoga teachers. And then from that, it just kind of morphed, you know, one thing leads to another. Uh, I'm very good at going down a rabbit hole. And over the, over the years, I started to realize that there are a lot of similarities in many of the relationships that I had in my life. And I started to become really curious about those relationships, particularly those pertaining closest to home, which were my familial relationships, and really starting to understand how my uh, contribution towards those relationships were actually causing harm. And it was simply because I didn't have enough self-awareness. And so, you know, um, I've spoken quite openly about how my mum and I never really had a very good relationship as I was growing up. And as I think most teenagers will do, well, in my experience, we blame everybody else and it's everybody else's fault. And as I started to grow up, I realised that perhaps I had some sort of contribution <laughs> to those relationships not working out. And the more I realised that I could control those relationships or at least my part in those relationships, it was almost a self-empowerment tool. So the more I went into self-awareness, the more empowered I became and the better my relationships ultimately have become over the years. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think, you know, and it's, it's really hard, I think, when you're young is to, to have that level of self-awareness, you know, especially as women, we can sometimes be very emotional <laughs> when certain, you know, things come about, whether it be, um, you know, whether, you know, especially like a relationship with a, with a parent or with a sibling. I know for me, my sister and I growing up, we were, we'd, you know, be putting makeup on each other when we were really young, but then we got to teenagers and we'd be fighting like cats and dogs. But then now, um, you know, I guess as we've grown older, you do have to sort of bring that level of self-awareness in um, and it kind of really fosters a bit of a different relationship. Uh, but I wanted to, if you don't mind me um, mentioning something on this, uh, you talked about curiosity. Uh, what do you feel is the link between curiosity and self-awareness? Is there something that um, around curiosity that we need to, I guess, maybe grow a bit more that links to self-awareness? I love that you brought that word up because quite honestly, it's one of my favorite attributes. It's my favorite energy. Um, and what I mean by that is that when we apply curiosity to everyday life, we seem to lighten up a little bit. And I mean that in every way possible. So um, our self-criticism gets lighter. We tend to 
become a little bit more interested in how other people are acting and why they're acting the way they are. I think quite often uh, self-compassion can beautifully interlace with curiosity because when we are, especially in the self-awareness realm, when you are learning how to become more self-aware and when you're starting to turn the mirror back on yourself, learning these different aspects about you, I, for myself, I noticed that there's this inner critic which can become really loud during those times. And it's very difficult to be compassionate towards yourself when you are being faced with parts of yourself that you'd rather not face. And I think a lot of the times people, uh, for me anyway, rejected the aspect of self-awareness because it's painful. Like you're looking at shadow parts of yourself that, you know, there's an element of, of needing to take responsibility and, and understanding yourself better can take you down a really deep, dark rabbit hole. So if you're interlacing the curiosity with self-compassion at the same time as you are going into more self-awareness, you tend to lighten up a little bit and not be so hard on yourself. So an example of that would be maybe you have come to the conclusion that you are judgmental and that you have, you know, a judgmental filter on when you're at work or in your business or, you know, wherever you show up most in the world, instead of, you know, begrudging yourself for being so judgmental and thinking less of yourself for being judgmental, what would it feel like if you were curious about where that judgment comes from? And lace a little bit of self-compassion into that conversation with self being, you know, it's okay. You know, it's okay that I feel that way. This is obviously coming about because of either a condition or a pattern. Maybe I was taught to be judgmental. Maybe I picked it up somewhere. Maybe it's a mechanism that I'm using to protect myself. And it's through that curiosity, that self-awareness is actually catapulted. Like you can use that curiosity to open up even more because you're giving yourself the space to do so and you know once you allow yourself to be curious with yourself what you will find is that in time you learn how to be curious with other people so when someone else is being judgmental to you instead of you jumping to a conclusion about them and who they are and what that that means about their personality you can be really curious about that and sit back and think huh, I wonder what it was in their life that, you know, makes them so judgmental or I wonder why they're judgmental or I wonder what, it, what I did in this situation that contributed to them being judgmental or, you know, fill in yeah. the blank with the other things. And, you know, I think one of the most beautiful thing about self-awareness is that when you start to create avenues for your own evolution through self-awareness, you naturally allow the evolution of others. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I, I love that. Everything that you're saying, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, no, I, I love it. And I, I definitely agree. And it's, 
I think it's interesting when you have that certain level of self-awareness and then as you're saying, you then, uh, I, I guess, start to question some of the things with others. It's interesting the reaction you get from other people, like, you know, people that would assume that you would react in a very emotionally driven, subjective way. And then all of a sudden you're like, can you tell me a bit more about it? Or can I, I, I'm, I want to seek to understand. And you get some people that give you a few different looks, um, but it's really good. I think, um, yeah, it definitely gives you different perspective. Um, I, I think it, this leads quite nicely into like, what does self having self-awareness, what does good look like, sound like? So as an ambitious woman, that's either running, you know, uh, my own business or maybe where uh, it's there in corporate, what does really good look like? And I know you've already touched on things like having curiosity and, and self-love and self-care. Is there anything else uh, that of, of, of what good would look like? I think a high level of self-awareness is one that is introspective, but the word compassion comes up for me again and again and again. So there's this beautiful balance that you have to aim for in that creating a certain level of self-awareness coupled with compassion may look like being more present, allowing others to be exactly who they are without the need to change them, not making circumstances mean anything about you other than what you can control about yourself. I think self-awareness is the ability to know yourself so intimately that if a trigger comes up, you can catch it. That if something happens in your external world, which you know has been previously triggered within you, that you have an, a certain element within, I suppose, the, the practices and the tools that you can adopt to help you navigate those situations so that you're not acting from an emotionally charged response or reaction. And I think self-awareness, you know, when you say good self-awareness, bad self-awareness, I, I want to almost flip that and create space for the evolution of your own self-awareness and, and also create space that it's not always going to be good or bad, that it's indifferent and that we put so much pressure on ourselves. I think especially in the self-development or professional development or how it, you know, this, this arena to be good and to constantly strive to be perfect. And that, you know, we think that it's a linear progression and whilst that may be true in some circumstances, I think that it's totally fine for us to excel, excel one day at this, you know, self-awareness thing that we do. And then the next day get it totally wrong. Yeah. You know? 
and that's that link of like imperfect like almost embracing the imperfection in life you know that but having that sort of perfect end goal is almost not non-existent it shouldn't even be there um but i love also your vulnerability you know the beginning at the start sharing your story you're like hey you know as much as i'm an expert i'm actually still on my journey um and i really love that and thank you for being vulnerable to share that because it allows i think for a lot of other people, a lot of other women that are in sort of these leadership roles to have permission to be not okay one day, like, you know, to say like, oh, I did a bit of a crap job with, you know, being self-aware with, you know, you know, Susie that day, or, you know, I didn't really listen as much as I probably should have, or, um, you know, so thank you. I, you know, really appreciate that. And I think tying in with other people, um, so Ariana and I caught up a couple of weeks ago um, just to talk through. And one of the quotes that she said, and I loved it because I read it, read it, wrote it down, <laughs> um, was she said, uh, it's not about showing up for you, but showing up for those around you. So did you want to just, um, I don't know, just your thoughts on, on that comment you made? Yeah. Um, well, I think, and I can't really remember the context of which I said that quote, but I think, um, we can often place so much attention on how we show up in the world that we can become quite anxious at the thought of what it is that we're doing. So an example of that is that say you're on this journey of looking to increase your emotional intelligence and throughout that experience, you may come head to head with the opportunity to be vulnerable in a certain situation and say something that may make you look like you're still learning or may make you look like you don't have any idea of what you're doing. I think sometimes what happens is that in order for us to protect our own ego and for us to look like we are perfect or that we know what we're doing or fill in the blank, anything that's going to escalate your own authority. I think what happens is that we get so involved in how we look that we forget that perhaps showing up vulnerably or being who we actually are authentically and unapologetically is going to be of service for the other person that's sitting in front of us or who's on the other side of the phone. So what I find a lot is that sometimes, you know, we try to protect ourselves from how others see us. And so we put up this wall and what that wall does is it disconnects us from the people who are actually in our lives, whether it be in a meeting or, you know, in our, in our familial lives, like at home. And if we were just to break that wall down and show up as how we're actually feeling, and of course you want to do that with people you trust and in a, in a situation where you feel comfortable and you feel like you're being held, but by being able to break down those walls and show up as your vulnerable self, what you do is you give permission to others to do the same thing. And, you know, this ties in really well with the, with the concept we're talking about with self-awareness because the more self-awareness you have about what it is that makes you comfortable and who you are in the world and what your values and your morals and your ethics are, the more comfortable you are to actually 
come forth your full, vulnerable, authentic, unapologetic self. I think sometimes when you don't have a clear view of what you stand for in the world, you may want to put up the walls because you're so scared of other people not or other people seeing you because maybe you don't like who you are or maybe you haven't come to terms with those shadow aspects of self and all of the things we spoke about earlier so we must always remember yeah we must always remember that we are actually here yes for ourselves and yes there's an element of selfishness uh, you know in in the work that we do and what we do in our lives but we're also here to contribute to the collective consciousness right oh i love that yes it's so interesting because i think you know we we tend to it is ego that gets in front of us and and a lot of people um you know we we pick up on people that have been bullshit artists <laughs> you know when people are being super inauthentic we are really as humans we're very good at picking up on that but the moment that you know and i reflect in my life and and maybe you know listeners will reflect in their life now you know you can easily pick one two or three people in your life that you know are very genuine people to the core you know that they want to help others genuinely um and just are completely loving and giving people and i think that the the more that we're doing that and there is this bit of a, a big change coming through right with whole um, vulnerability is becoming a lot more of a, a buzzword authenticity um and it's almost a good thing that it is coming into people's conversations so that you we can start calling out not just people but ourselves too you know and have that again that level of self-awareness to say oh oh maybe i really wasn't doing to you know maybe i maybe i reacted not in the way that was actually aligned with my values you know so um and i think a lot of things you've mentioned there uh do relate to now like the benefit of now and and i know that i i love i want to ask this question to all of our guests is you know how do we win the battle of relevance now and into the future um and how does self-awareness help us with that you know so how does self-awareness give us the benefit um of interacting with others now and what's the benefit for us in the future yeah so i think one of the most important things to understand is that if we can open ourselves up to the concept of being intimately self-aware. We don't have to wear a mask. That in itself is energizing. Imagine being who you are everywhere in the world that you you go. To work, at home, at the gym, in your social circles. Imagine not having to hide your imperfections. Now, here's the thing. Every single one of us on this planet has what we may term imperfections. Maybe they're not imperfections. Maybe they're just what it is. And maybe culturally and societally, we have placed importance on certain aspects of, of personality, which aren't even true. What if we had to flip all of these things on their heads and say, listen, uh, yeah, there are aspects of myself that I want to work on. There are aspects of myself that are not deemed culturally acceptable or societally acceptable, but I love them anyway. And I'm just gonna be who I am everywhere. In the now, that allows you in your true 
sparkly self, the person that you are so uniquely to be on this earth and to contribute your natural gifts. Now imagine for one moment that you were here on this earth to do something incredibly special, which by the way, every single person on this earth is, whether that is simply to experience your life or whether you're going to get into politics and change, you know, all of the things that need to be changed. Whatever it is, whether you deem it minute or huge, imagine for a moment that you are here for the specific thing. And because you wear your mask, you're not able to deliver on that. Like that special gift that you have is not being brought to the world because you're too scared. And the reason is because you're not, you don't even know what your unique gift is, what it is that you're here to bring to the world because you haven't actually looked at yourself and you're not self-aware enough to understand what it is that, you know, is blocking you or what it is that's making you fearful or stopping you from being your authentic self. And I see this so often, you know, sometimes people will um, think that they're living this life authentically and that they're smashing their goals and they're, you know, hustling and doing all the right things. But if you dig a little bit and you ask the right questions and you allow yourself the space to be open and vulnerable, you may find something that's a little bit confronting. But once you work through that, you get to show up as who you are, warts and all, and quite possibly, almost always, you will find yourself in the most magnificent of situations and circumstances. Wow. That, I tell you, Ariana, that hit home. <laughs> that really hit home because it's, you know, you're not just talking about self-awareness from a like you're not talking about self-awareness just in terms of like how it affects me, but you're talking about it affecting like your purpose, like your life's purpose, your gifts that, as you said, give that you're giving give to the world. And I think a lot of the time, especially as, as a millennial, right. We, we, I guess, expect that we're supposed to find our purpose and, you know, live and live our passion. But a lot of the time, and I've noticed a lot of friends that are in the entrepreneurial world, um, they kind of feel like, oh, I don't know what that is. Um, and what you're saying there, I really like because it's kind of like, well, rather than looking for something, look in yourself first, like find out who is it that you really are, you know, really reflect and be open to you know, as you've mentioned, like that, that almost a little bit of sense of criticism or, or being that you may find something that will be uncomfortable, but as soon as you work through that opportunities are going to be quite endless, which is amazing. Um, what would be your top tips to, to increase that self-awareness for people? What are, what are your, like Ariana's top, top go-to tips? <laughs> oh gosh. I think, um, I think this is so different for everyone. So that's the caveat, right? Like this can be different for every single person I speak to. But the first thing that comes to mind is the willingness to, to go there. You know, some people in this world are not meant to go there. They're not meant to go into the depths to understand who they are on a cellular level. And that's okay. 
totally fine. It's not that, you know, every single person that's walking this planet has, you know, I suppose that their path is to be self-aware. And that's, that's a really deep statement because I could go on about that statement forever, you know, considering a lot of different spiritual, uh, you know, contexts. But I think the important thing is if you're looking to, especially if you're entrepreneurial if you're, and you're looking to progress your career and you are looking for that little something, something, the thing is that having the willingness and the commitment to work through all of that stuff, regardless of what it's going to bring up, is your first protocol. Secondly, I think that you've got to understand that it may be roses and rainbows and unicorns and candy floss, but it may not. And a lot of the times as you're progressing through self-awareness um, aspect, having an understanding that at times if it's not roses that's okay too so what i find with a lot of clients that i've worked with in the past is that they come to me almost as a last resort because they have gone through time and time again the journey of wanting to know who they are but they get to a point where they don't like it and it's hard and it's difficult and it's challenging and guess what it's easier to turn a blind eye and run in the opposite direction it's easier just to do whatever it is that your society or your family is telling you to do just to shut them up but the courageous thing to do is to spend time understanding what's making you feel uncomfortable and to commit to the feeling of uncomfortability because it's through that period of feeling uncomfortable where the growth actually happens, where the blocks actually get busted through. And so anyone who's looking to create more self-awareness in your life, yeah, you gotta be committed and you gotta stay the course and you gotta allow any sorts of emotions that have been buried really deep within you to come to the surface and sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable and that's okay. I love that. And the, and the, you mentioned, I just want to touch on something if it's okay. Um, you mentioned around courage. Um, yeah. I think this is the first time, you know, I've sort of had, had the word courage in with self-awareness. I kind of like it. <laughs> um, I, I guess the question I, I'd love to know is what, um, a bit of a personal question. What, what was your point where, you had the courage to, um, you know, really start opening up, you know, in those early stages, whether it be, you know, whether it was with your mom or, you know, um, you know, growing up for you to become more self-aware, what was that moment where you became courageous enough? Yeah. I love that you've picked up on that because, uh, when I think about courage, I think about, um, energy. I think about the energy to stand up for what you believe in. Remember your energy changes before you do. So when you start to change your beliefs and the way that your subconscious mind works, then you just naturally cultivate a sense of courage within. And so how this all folds in so beautifully is that 
through self-awareness, you get to know yourself really well and you know what you like, what you don't, what you'll accept, what you won't. And then you have this beautiful path laid out in front of you, like a smorgasbord full of things that you get to choose from. And you start to create what we call boundaries. <laughs> Such a big word, right? So as you're creating these boundaries for yourself and your life, these are all wrapped around your morals and your ethics and all the things that we spoke about earlier. Once you have enough self-respect, uh, self, obviously the awareness, but self-love, uh, self-compassion, and you've got these wrapped around your boundaries then you will naturally have the courage to speak up for the things which don't serve you or that don't sit well with you or don't align with your values. And, you know, if you were to look at the word courage, it means of the heart. And so you cannot have courage in your life. Well, this is my experience anyway. I cannot have courage to do anything unless it comes from my heart. And my heart and my subconscious mind are so closely connected in that if I don't truly believe in something, I can't do it with heart and therefore I can't do it courageously. So, you, you know, the, the emotionally intelligent quadrants, you know, they, they seem to be really separate and we can talk about them individually but they actually are all interlaced and intertwined. And the reason that I love self-awareness as the first port of call always is because if you are determined and committed to your own self-awareness and your own self-evolution through that process, you will naturally create space for all of the other aspects to flood in. That's so... You know? Oh yeah, I, and 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 that it's it it ta it takes courage, and and I think it's it, it takes a sense of bravery to to have that, and and sometimes we don't have. I know for me personally, uh, I don't, I haven't in a long time uh, have have a. I guess I've put a value on myself that I can be courageous in those circumstances. Like a lot of the time I think I've entered into whether it be new ideas or new business opportunities and automatically straight away I have this sense of, oh, I don't think I can do it. And, and you know, the, the self-talk comes in, starts flooding. And, and um, you know, and I think that as I've started to try and increase that self-awareness for myself, um, I, I've sort of been able to, bring up that sense of courage and bravery to say, oh shit, I can do this. Like, you know, and I think that as you said, you know, emotional intelligence is just, is such a huge realm of all these different topics and, and these different um, emotions and skills, but yet they do, they do tie into each other, um, you know, and it's, it's just about working on one and the other, and then things will start to flow together. Um, I know that, as I said, I, I'm working on it each and every day. Um, is there some like resources or um, things that you, either offer or that you've interacted with before whether it be videos or books um, to help increase self-awareness oh my gosh yes so many so I don't even know where to start with that there's so many beautiful resources out there um, well firstly I 
am going to do a shameless plug because I have a, a course um, that's called Open Hearted <laughs> and it talks a lot about um, emotional intelligence techniques that interlace beautifully with energy alchemy. And I mean, energy alchemy and energy in itself are, em it's emotions, you know, energy emotion, you know? So I've kind of interlaced those two things together for um, a course that I've done and that I offer. And although the enrollments are not open at the time of this recording, they, they will be open again pretty soon. Um, along with that, you know, it depends on where you are in your uh, development journey, but I, I would recommend Daniel Goleman. Um, he's got some really great works that are, that are out there. Um, I also think that Danielle Laporte, who is someone that I have resonated with for many, many, many years, uh, has got some beautiful work called The Desire Map. And I'm a Desire Map facilitator. And ultimately what Danielle's work is that you're constantly bringing yourself back into alignment with the emotions that you want to feel the most in your life. And that in itself is a self-awareness practice where you are becoming aware of the things that make you tick and the things that light you up and the things that bring you joy and then brushing away the things that no longer serve you or that make you feel really weighted and heavy. Um, of course, Brene Brown, you know, we talked about vulnerability. Um, yeah, I could go on forever and I can, you know, we can link up a couple more if, if I think of anything after that, uh, after the recording where we can link them up at the, in the That's show awesome. notes. Yeah, definitely. And even the ones that you've just mentioned there, you know, Daniel Coleman and Brene Brown, and I'll definitely be able to add them in so that you guys that are listening will be able to, as I said, just go be able to go on those show notes. Um, I think the open hearted as well, guys, um, you're also in the show notes will be um, Ariana's uh, links to her um, different social media accounts and her website. So um, please be able to jump onto those, support her um, and she'll, and, and obviously see when the next open hearted um, course will come out. Um, when it does, obviously I'll be posting it all over my social as well and probably be doing the course my Myself. Um, so if when that's the case, um, please uh, be connected so that you can um, jump onto that and even share it with a friend that you think might need to be going through the same thing as well. Because sometimes we go through our own journeys. Um, and when we think of uh, whether it be reading a book or a video or a course, sometimes we generally think, oh, so and so might like this. So, you know, please share the love and the support, um, you know, that we have within our circles. So, um, but look, before we wrap it up, there was one quote that you said, uh, me bringing out all these quotes, um, in our last convo, and I loved it because I highlighted it. So <laughs> it means that it was good. Um, I, you said self-awareness is a journey. There is no destination. Yeah. Oh, I love that I said that. It's so true. <laughs> um, well, it is. It's exactly what I said at the beginning of this call, right? Isn't that, isn't that uh, serendipitous? So you are a human being who is dynamic and ever-changing and always evolving. And the awareness of yourself will in turn be evolving and changing. And you will never, ever get to the point where you're done. And this, you know, realization was such a weight lifted off my shoulders because... 
I realized that I don't ever need to be perfect because that is a myth and that is non-existent. And the times where I've been the most empowered in my life were the times where I was just in that moment, allowing myself the freedom to make decisions that were empowered based on the information that I had in that moment. And I mean, you know, even though I may look back in hindsight and see that decision as being faulty or faulted, I think uh, giving yourself the permission to know that we are always evolving and you're never going to make the perfect decision, you know? Love it. Yeah. And it's it just, I think it just gives you the permission to say that you're continually on a learning journey, like, and that there, there is, you're never going to be striving for that perfection. Um, yeah. And I know that common, I know it's common and, and it can be get, get a little bit, um, you know, annoying, but people say, you know, about failing fabulously. Yeah. And, I, and I think that really changed my frame of failure or, you know, the, the, the maybe wrong decisions that we made um, at the end of the day, that those decisions are what brought you to where you are like right now, <laughs> you know? So if anything, that is, that is comp- completely part of your journey. Um, but look, thank you so much. Is there any sort of last sort of comments, thoughts, or sort of, um, you know, quotes that you wanted to share with the guys? Um, I just, I want to, ex- firstly, I want to express my gratitude for you for inviting me onto your podcast. I feel really, really, really grateful. And I really hope that the message that you are, you know, sharing hits home in, in its, in the way it's meant to, because it's such a beautiful message and it needs to be out there in the world. So thank you for having the courage to actually do this because it's a big task you know and so i want to thank you and um secondly for anyone who's embarking on on this journey whether it be something that you're doing for the first time or you've been part of this development journey for many many years you know um have some fun with it have some fun with it stop taking it so seriously and i know that's i say that tongue-in-cheek because sometimes the darkness is really dark and then you know you go through these periods of time where um, you don't even know which way is up. But like I said at the beginning, you know, curiosity and playfulness and all of these beautiful energies that we can bring to um, times where we feel a little bit discombobulated and ungrounded can, can just really help us move through the energy, through those difficult emotions a little bit easier rather than getting stuck in them and feeling like, you know, really heavy. So have some fun with it. Love it. Thank you so much. And then again, thank you so much for your time on this podcast. So um, guys, Ariana, please connect with her. Um, as said, in the show notes, in the captions, um, jump onto her socials, give us some support, um, especially when we put out this podcast uh, as well, when we pop it up and it's published. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Future Me podcast. Um, without you guys, um, you know, this wouldn't be happening. So if you do like the show, please leave a review um, and also stay connected by subscribing to the podcast. But guys, stay hungry, stay humble, um, and I'll see you on the next show. Thank you.